Hello and welcome to the Sports Allude Podcast. Today, I'll be taking a look at the career of Mark McGuire. I'll talk about the Bash Brothers, the 1998 season, and why the secret number of the day is 10.61. Enjoy the show. Mark David McGuire was born in Pomona, California on October 1, 1963. He attended Damien High School in Laverne, California, where he played baseball, golf, and basketball. He was drafted by the Montreal Expos in the 1981 Amateur Draft, but did not sign. He played college baseball at the University of Southern California, where he was teammates of Randy Johnson and Jack Del Rio. After three years at Southern California and a stint on the 1984 U.S. Olympic team, the Oakland Athletics drafted McGuire 10th overall in the 1984 Major League Baseball Draft. In a short cameo, McGuire debuted in the Major Leagues in August of 86, hitting three homers and nine RBIs in 18 games. Retaining his rookie status in 1987, McGuire took center stage in baseball with his home runs. He hit just four in the month of April, but followed May with 15 and another nine in June. Before the All-Star break arrived, he totaled 33 home runs and earned a spot on the American League All-Star team. On August 11th, he broke Al Rosen's AL rookie record of 37 home runs. Three days later, he broke the Major League record of 38, which Frank Robinson and Wally Berger jointly held. In September, McGuire hit nine more home runs while posting monthly personal bests of a 351 batting average, 419 on-base percentage, and 11 doubles. With 49 home runs and two games remaining in the regular season, he chose to sit them out with an opportunity for 50 home runs to be present for the birth of his first child. Mark also totaled 118 RBIs, 289 batting average, 97 runs scored, 28 doubles, and a 618 slugging percentage. McGuire's 49 home runs as a rookie stood as a major league record until Aaron Judge hit 52 for the Yankees in 2017. Not only did he lead the AL in home runs in 87, but he also tied for the major league lead with Chicago Cubs right fielder Andre Dawson. He was thus a unanimous choice for AL Rookie of the Year award and finished 6th overall in the AL Most Valuable Player Award voting. From 88 to 90, McGuire followed with 32, 33, and 39 home runs, respectively, becoming the first major leaguer to hit 30-plus home runs in each of his first four full seasons. On July 3rd and 4th of 88, he hit game-winning home runs in the 16th inning of both games. Mark's most famous home run with the A's was likely his game-winning solo shot in the bottom of the ninth inning of Game 3 of the 1988 World Series against the Dodgers and former A's closer Jay Howell. McGuire's game-winner brought the A's their only victory in the 1988 World Series, which they lost in five games. However, McGuire and his fellow Bash brother Jose Canseco played a large part in the 1989 championship club that defeated the San Francisco Giants in the famous Earthquake Series. Working diligently on his defense at first base, McGuire bristled at the notion that he was a one-dimensional player. He was generally regarded as a good fielder in his early years, even winning a Gold Glove Award in 1990, the only one that New York Yankees legend Don Mattingly would not win between 85 and 94. In later years, his mobility decreased and with it, his defense. However, McGuire's batting averages after his rookie season plummeted to 260, 231, and 235 from 1988 to 90. In 91, he bought him out with a 201 average and 22 homers. Manager Tony La Russa sat him out the final game of the season to avoid allowing his batting average to dip below 200. Despite the declining averages during the time of his career, his high bases on balls total allowed him to maintain acceptable on-base percentages. In fact, when he hit just 201, his OPS was 103, or just over the league average. McGuire stated in an interview with Sports Illustrated that 1991 was the worst year of his life, with his on-field performance and marriage difficulties, and that he didn't lift a weight that entire season. With all that behind him, McGuire rededicated himself to working out harder than ever and received visual therapy from a sports vision specialist.
The new look, which I should put an asterisk here, McGuire hit 42 homers and batted 268 in 1992 with an outstanding OPS of 175, the highest of his career to that point, and put on a home run hitting show at the Home Run Derby during the 1992 All-Star break. His performance propelled the A's to the American League West Division title in 92, their fourth in five seasons. The A's lost in the playoffs to the eventual World Series champion, the Toronto Blue Jays. Foot injuries limited McGuire to a total of 74 games in 93 and 94, and just 9 home runs in each of the two seasons. He played just 104 games in 95, but his proportional totals were much improved, 39 home runs and 317 at-bats. In 96, McGuire belted a major league leading 52 home runs and 423 at-bats. He also hit a career-high 312 average and led the league in both slugging percentage and on-base percentage. Mark's total of 363 home runs with the Athletics surpassed the previous franchise record. He was selected or voted to nine American League All-Star teams while playing for the Ace, including six consecutive appearances from 87 to 92. He was one of only four players to hit a ball over the roof in left field of Tiger Stadium. On July 31st, having already hit 34 homers to this point in the 97 season, McGuire was traded from the Oakland Athletics to the St. Louis Cardinals for TJ Matthews, Eric Ludwig, and Blake Stein. Despite playing just two-thirds of the season in the American League, he finished ninth in home runs. In 51 games with the Cardinals to finish the 97 season, McGuire compiled a 253 batting average, 24 homers, and 42 RBI. Overall, in 1997, McGuire led the majors with 58 home runs. He also finished third in the major leagues in slugging percentage and fourth in OPS. It was the last year of his contract, so there was speculation that McGuire would play for the Cardinals only for the remainder of that season, then seek a long-term deal, possibly in Southern California, where he still lived. However, Mark signed a contract to stay in St. Louis. It is also believed that McGuire later encouraged Jim Edmonds, another Southern California resident who was traded to St. Louis, to forego free agency and sign a contract with the Cardinals in 2000. As the 1998 season progressed, it became clear that McGuire, Seattle Mariners outfielder Ken Griffey Jr., and Chicago Cubs outfielder Sammy Sosa were all on track to break Roger Maris's single-season home run record. The race to break the record first attracted media attention as the home run leader changed often throughout the season. On August 19th, Sosa hit his 48th home run to move ahead of McGuire. However, later that day, McGuire hit his 48th and 49th home runs to regain the lead. On September 8th of that year, McGuire hit a pitch off the Cubs over the left field wall for his record-breaking 60-second home run, setting off massive celebrations at Bush Stadium. The fact that the game was against the Cubs meant that Sosa was able to congratulate McGuire personally on his achievement. Members of Maris's family were also present at the game. Mark finished the 1998 season with 70 home runs, including five in his last three games, four ahead of Sosa's 66, a record that was broken three seasons later in 2001 by Barry Bonds with 73. McGuire was honored with the inaugural Babe Ruth Home Run Award for leading Major League Baseball in home runs. Although McGuire had the prestige of the home run record, Sammy Sosa, who had fewer home runs but more RBIs and stolen bases, won the 1998 NL MVP award as his contributions helped propel the Cubs to the playoffs, which the Cardinals in 98 finished third in the Central. Many credited the Sosa-McGuire home run chase of 1998 with saving baseball by both bringing in new, younger fans and bringing back old fans soured by the 94-95 Major League Baseball strike. Mark kept his high level of offense production from 98 going into 99, while setting or extending several significant records. For the fourth consecutive season, he led the MLB in home runs with 65. It was also his fourth consecutive season with at least 50 home runs, extending his own major league record. Sosa, who hit 63 home runs in 99, again trailed McGuire. Thus, they became the first and still only players in major league history to hit 60 or more home runs in consecutive seasons. Mark also set a record from 98 to 99 for home runs in a two-season period with 135. Further, he owned the highest four-season home run total with 245 from 1996 to 99.
1999, he drove in an NL leading 147 runs while only having 145 hits, the highest RBI per hit tally for a season in baseball history. Statistically, in 2000 and 2001, McGuire's number declined relatively to previous years as he struggled to avoid injury. He had 32 homers in 89 games and 29 homers in 97 games, respectively. He retired after the 2001 season. After his playing career ended, McGuire demonstrated coaching ability, personally assisting players such as Matt Holliday, Bobby Crosby, and Skip Shoemaker before accepting an official role as a hitting coach with the MLB team. In 2009, Tony La Russa, then manager of the Cardinals, confirmed that McGuire would be the club's fifth hitting coach of his tenure with the Cardinals. Mark received a standing ovation prior to the Cardinals' home opener of April 12, 2010. In his three seasons as Cardinals hitting coach, they featured a prolific offense that led the National League in hitting and on-base percentage and were second in runs. In early November of 2012, McGuire rejected a contract extension to return as a Cardinals hitting coach for the 2013 season. Instead, he accepted an offer for the same position with the Los Angeles Dodgers in order to be closer to his wife and his five children. Probably best known as one of the top sluggers of his era, McGuire ended his career with 583 home runs, which was fifth most in history when he retired. When he hit his 500th career home run in 1999, he did so in 5,487 at-bats, the fewest in Major League history. He led all MLB in home runs in five different seasons, including 87 in each season from 96 to 99. Totaling 245 home runs from 96 to 99, it was the highest four-season home run output in Major League history. Further, in each of those four seasons, he exceeded 50 home runs, becoming the first player to do so. He was also the first player to hit 49 or more home runs five times, including his rookie season record of 49 in 87. It's time for the secret number of the day. The secret number of the day is an obscure or interesting fact from Mark's career. Today's secret number is 10.61. For his entire career, Mark McGuire holds the MLB record for most home runs per at-bat. He averaged one homer every 10.61 at-bats, and he holds this record by over a full at-bat more than second place Babe Ruth at 11.76. Considered one of the slowest running players in the game, McGuire had the fewest career triples with six of any player with 5,000 or more at-bats, and had just 12 stolen bases while being caught stealing eight times. In 1999, the Sporting News released a list of the 100 greatest baseball players of all time, ranking McGuire at number 91. The list had been compiled during the 1998 season and including statistics through the 97 season. That year, he was elected to the Major League Baseball All-Century team. In 2005, the Sporting News published an update to their list, and McGuire had been moved up to number 84. Mark first became eligible for the Hall of Fame voting in 2007. For election, a player needs to be listed on 75% of the ballots casted. Falling under 5% removes the player from future consideration. Between 2007 and 2010, McGuire's performance held steady, receiving 23.5% in 2007, 23.6% in 2008, 219 in 2009, and 23.7% in 2010. The subsequent ballot in 2011 showed the first sub-20% total of 198 and McGuire's total votes continued to decline, 19.5 in 2012, 16.9 in 2013, 11 in 2014, and 10 in 15, until he was finally eliminated after receiving only 12.3% in 2016. A portion of Interstate 70 in St. Louis and near Bush Stadium was named Mark McGuire Highway to honor his 70 home run achievement, along with his various good works for the city. In May 2010, St. Louis politicians succeeded in passing a state bill to change the name of Mark McGuire Highway, a five-mile stretch of Interstate 70, to Mark Twain Highway. Now, you may be wondering, why would they change this?
If you know anything about Mark, you probably know about steroids. In a 1998 article by the Associated Press, McGuire confessed to taking an over-the-counter muscle enhancement product that had already been banned by the World Anti-Doping Agency, the NFL, and the IOC. At the time, however, use of this substance was not prohibited by Major League Baseball, and it was not federally classified as an anabolic steroid in the United States until 2004. Jose Canseco released a book, Juiced, in 2005. In it, he wrote positively about steroids and made various claims, among them that McGuire had used performance-enhancing drugs since the 1980s and that Canseco had personally injected him with them. In 2005, McGuire and Canseco were among 11 baseball players and executives required to testify at congressional hearings on steroids. During his testimony on March 17, 2005, McGuire declined to answer questions under oath when he appeared before the House Government Reform Committee. In a tearful opening statement, McGuire said, Asking me or any other player to answer questions about who took steroids in front of television cameras will not solve the problem. If a player answers no, he simply will not be believed. If he answers yes, he risks public scorn and endless government investigations. My lawyers have advised me that I cannot answer these questions without jeopardizing my friends, my family, and myself. I will say, however, that it remains a fact in this country that a man, any man, should be regarded as innocent until proven guilty. On January 11, 2010, McGuire admitted to using steroids on and off for a decade and said, I wish I had never touched them. It was foolish and it was a mistake. I truly apologize. Looking back, I wish I had never played during the steroids era. He admitted using them in the 89-90 offseason and then after he was injured in 93. He admitted using them on occasion throughout the 90s, including during the 1998 season. McGuire said that he used steroids to recover from injuries. Mark's decision to admit using steroids was prompted by his decision to become the hitting coach of the St. Louis Cardinals. According to Mark, he took steroids for health reasons rather than to improve performance. However, a drug dealer who claimed to have provided steroids to McGuire asserted that he was using them to improve his size and strength rather than just to maintain his health. So me personally, I remember watching Mark and Slam and Sammy back in the day during that historic 1998 season. It legitimately changed almost every day who had the lead for homers. I don't really know why, but I think it was rooting for McGuire to win. This brings up something that I really haven't talked about on this podcast, the steroid era. There's arguments for both sides, and I can kind of see both. On one side, players using performance-enhancing drugs to help them get better. I don't think you should be able to use them, and if you do, you're banned from baseball, Hall of Fame contention, whatever you want to say. But the other side was that a lot of people were doing them at the time, and the MLB didn't do the best job at stopping, preventing, or punishing people enough to stop it altogether. Once again, I don't necessarily agree with people doing them, but the argument is that the penalty shouldn't have been as harsh on the guys in the 90s and early 2000s when it came to the Hall of Fame. At this point, I don't think Mark will make the Hall of Fame, but Big Mac will go down as one of the best home run hitters ever. Thanks for listening to the Sports of Luke podcast. Have a player you'd like to be the next subject? Let me know on Twitter and Instagram at Majerus underscore Luke. Keep an eye out for next week's episode where we talk about Satchel Page.